Welcome back to Made in March. Today is Thursday, December 2nd, and it has been uh, about a week, give or take, since we last recorded. But uh, it may have only been a week, but a lot has happened in the college basketball world. Um, at the time, number one Gonzaga fell to Duke, and then Duke got ranked number one, and number one Duke Just fell, fell. Exactly. to Ohio State. So a lot's happened. We got a lot to recap. Um, we actually don't have a special segment today like we usually do. Like, what was it last week? Um, most disappointing team and most impressive teams that we've yeah. seen so far in the first two weeks. Yeah, of and since we've got so much uh, basketball to recap, we're not going to have a special segment today. However, Alex, would you like to introduce something that we're going to be just sprinkling into episodes from here on out? Yeah, so obviously, um, normally it's just me, Charlie Wesley, on the podcast because we all go to the same school together. Luker, unfortunately, cannot record with us. So what Luke's going to be doing is uh, giving us some notes, sending a, a bunch of college basketball notes our way. And we'll kind of be uh, giving his take on a lot of things uh, in the podcast throughout. Yeah, we'll be sprinkling Luke's notes, as we like to call it, uh, in the podcast here and there. Um, but Don't we'll, want to get away from his hot takes. You want to keep yeah, those, keep we those need, involved. Listen, yeah, we need to keep Luke in and made in March. I mean, 100%. such a crucial piece. Um, but... Anyway, should we get into the recap? Yeah, so get right started with the game. So we, we were last recorded on that Tuesday, November 23rd, when uh, Gonzaga destroyed UCLA by 20 points. And we did cover that game, We right? did cover that game, yeah. So we're going to move into Wednesday, November 24th now, getting it started with the Maui Jim Maui, which is the weirdest name for a tournament ever, but the Invitational Houston beats Oregon, confirming their fraudulency, 78-49. to 49. And that, fun fact, this is the second year in a row that the Maui Invitational was not held in Maui. Yes, it was held in Las Vegas this yep, year. Really? Last year it was held in like Indiana at some camping. Yeah, I know that one. That one that was, was weird. But Houston taking care of business and what was Oregon ranked preseason? I think they were ranked. High. I think they were eleven. I would have said twelve. I know yeah, they were. I high, thought they were they top were. fifteen for sure. But wow, they have yeah, a fall from grace. Certified frauds. Yes. Agreed. Um, and, but Houston, despite their loss to Wisconsin, it's pretty ball. darn good. I mean, they play really good defenses. They do play good defense. They have Marcus Sasser who can get you 20 points. He's an NBA talent. So um, it, wasn't, it wasn't time to uh, get scared on the Houston bandwagon train, but uh, it was good to see them re- rebound and win by 30 points against Do you guys back. think Oregon could bounce back and make the NCAA tournament come March? They kind of did that last year, I felt like. I feel like they had a they rough did. start to you're, the you're season last wrong. year. I mean, it's just... I don't know. I don't know. Like, there's players on the team that I like, Yeah. you know? Like, I like Will Richardson. Yep. I like Jacob Young, obviously, mm-hmm. transfer from Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Davion Harmon. Like, I like a lot of the guys on their team. Quincy so Gary, while I haven't seen much, if anything, from Oregon right now, yep. I'm not going to count them out fully yet. I think, I think there's a know. chance that they could come back stronger. We do know that Crystal Ward, they played a way bigger role than anybody could have ever imagined. Yes, that's true. That's what we know. That's a fact. Yes. Um, and then moving into a sneaky team that Alex might have something to say, UConn takes care of Auburn um, in the battle for Atlantis in double overtime, 115-109. to 109. This UConn team is good. Yeah, this game was absolutely electric. I mean, double OT, and uh, UConn's depth uh, was the difference in this game. Tyler Polly in both overtimes was mm-hmm. absolutely sniping. Tyler Polly has been nice recently. I love this yep. UConn team. I'm going to make the first bold prediction of the year. Whoa, UConn, sound the alarms. UConn Elite Eight run, and they're going to win the Big East in the regular season. Ooh, All that's right. a bold take. I think I like that take, though. I mean, their team is so deep. They so might, deep, they're, so they're probably a top five depth team-wise in the country. I mean, they have probably <laughs> nine guys that can get you a bucket. Um, they love to shoot the three, and, and if they're big men... Isaiah Whaley is a key piece. 
There was a game against VCU where the announcer kept saying, if he can just knock down 30 to 35 three-pointers this year and stretch the floor, um, there would be a super dangerous team for how, how they can stretch teams uh, all over the floor. So, And their depth is, is second. And they're fun so. to watch, too. They're fun. They're when fun. they get hot from three, oh boy. Oh, yeah. And RJ Cole is their uh, their lead guard. So they're, they're a fun team, I think. That's a phenomenal prediction by Alex. Um, and... And this Auburn team is actually pretty good, too. Yeah, I yeah. think they're just starting to find themselves. Walker Kessler starting to play better. And I've mm-hmm. been really impressed with uh, Jabari Smith so far this season. I he, mean, had, he had a slow start, I feel like. I yes, think he had a slowish yes. start. And he, but 6'10 with one of the best three-point shots mm-hmm. I've seen. is He's really good. And then we can move on to the Maui Invitational Final, which I don't think anybody would have expected this final. Wisconsin versus St. Mary's. I mean, that is just... That's crazy. It seems kind of like a weak, weak competition for the final, but Wisconsin wins that one, 61-55. Um, a big win for them after starting their season with a lost first Power 5 t- game they played was a loss to Providence. They've rebounded really well. Um, Johnny Davis had a phenomenal tournament, as everybody knows. Against the but Houston the key, game. at least in this game, because obviously we covered the other games for the Badgers in the Maui uh, yep. Invitational, was Tyler Wall. Tyler Wall is their second-best player, I'd say. Maybe it's, it's, it's him and Brad. It's, it's him and Brad. It's, it's close. But Tyler Wall is such an underrated key piece for this Badger team. Mm-hmm. He His post moves are so underrated. You don't realize how skilled of a post-move player mm-hmm. Tyler Wall is until you really watch him play. Yeah. You he watch plays. a full Badger game. Yeah. He's very good there, and he's also a good defender. People don't realize that about Tyler Wall. He's athletic, too. He gets he up is. and gets boards. He gets and up. And it's like, it's like, obviously, Johnny Davis is the leader of this Wisconsin team. Yes. That is known. He's the NBA prospect of this team yeah. it's like sure Brad Davidson might be the veteran leadership but Johnny Davis is the best player yes. um, mm-hmm. but he's right now a don't forget, first round pick do, really yes I saw that in some ESPN mocks Honestly, I, don't, be, yeah. I don't hate it yeah. um, but don't I'll say don't forget about Tyler <clears throat> yep yeah, that's a great point to make VCU takes care of Syracuse in the Battle for Atlanta's opening game um, I honestly thought Syracuse, both these teams were kind of bad but I thought Syracuse would pull it out Speaking of VCU, Alex, do you want to say Luke's take on VCU? Luke's notes. Yeah, uh, Luke is also throwing out a, a bold prediction here. So we got two this episode already. Uh, VCU, they're currently three and four, but Luke thinks they will win the A10 this year. Mm. Well, they've played. They have played some good competition so far this mm-hmm. year. Yep, they um, kept, they kept it close with Baylor and, and uh, UConn, and they took took UConn, UConn to overtime. Yep. We'll get to that game later on the stretch, but. And as far as the A-10 is concerned, this is just my opinion. Week A-10. I, down here. If the Bonnies are the best team in the A-10, I think that it is a pretty weak A-10, yes. And I think because I don't teams... think the Bonnies are as good as they're honestly being hyped up in the media a lot. Like yeah. ESPN has like talked about the Bonnies nonstop for some mm-hmm. reason, and I don't really get I it. I don't understand it either. Um, I actually hate it. Like, Sure, they have a cool nickname, the Bonnies, but they don't even play a fun caliber of basketball. They play a yeah. defensive kind you know, of... style brand of basketball. It's not very fun to watch. Yep. It'd be one thing if the Bonnies were just hitting like, 33s a game, and they were like the talent level they are now. It's like mm-hmm. at least I'd understand what mm-hmm. they're being talked about, but I don't get it really. And we'll move into the NIT season tip off. Um, this is a team that has the definition of a turnaround in the season Iowa State. They are, I believe, 6 0 now. They were 5 0 after this win against Xavier, 25th ranked Xavier, 82 to 70. They won the game. Ames might be back. Ames. What did they win? They were two and twenty-four. Some some just awful record last year. Yep. Uh, they're they had two wins. Two, they're for real. Gabe Culture. What the heck? Iowa State. I don't know what they did. They brought in a lot of like mid-caliber mm-hmm. Big Ten players. Gabe Culture, yeah. yep. Isaiah Brockington, Isaiah Brockington. and, and they have just, just taken their games to the next level. Exactly. Kind of like Daryl Morsell on Marquette. 
And they have uh, freshman Tyrese Hunter from Racine St. Catharines, which is yeah, a tiny really school good. in Wisconsin. He's a freshman. Um, he's he's kind of their centerpiece. He's center so piece fast. He's very he's fast. So fast. But Gabe, yeah, Gabe Culture. I this is the least expect, most surprising player. Honestly, I'd say to start the season, he was a meme player of last year. I mean, he was a joke. I don't know about that. Towards the end of last season was really when he started to kind of. I would say drag down that Minnesota team. <laughs> yeah. But in the begin in the first half of the year, he wasn't terrible. So I can't say it's like the most surprising thing ever. But mm-hmm. the way this Iowa State team is playing in general, like completely out of nowhere, one hundred percent. No one expected. I think they've already tripled their. I think they've tripled their wins if they're if they're six yeah. no. So mm-hmm. they're probably going to be ranked. Um, and I kind of look forward to seeing where they're going to put them because they deserve to be. Yeah. And I, I like it when Iowa State's they're, the they're, they're a fun team. team. They are a fun team. Um, Florida takes care of, of Ohio State, 71-68 in the Fort Myers tip-off. Florida ranked 23 at this time. Um, another tough loss for Ohio State. Buzzer beater. Yep, yep. Kind of suffering some, uh, a lot of tight games down the stretch for Ohio State. They can't really see That was uh, Appleby at the buzzer, right? Yep, yep. Tyree Appleby. Yep. <clears throat> he didn't really have a good game, but he, he hit the game-winning shot. He hit the game-winning shot. Yeah. We'll get to the other game later. But EJ Liddell, only good player that played well for Ohio State with 23 points. Um, oh they really, gosh, yeah, really. They really good player on Ohio State. They really, day. Wow. really need some other guys to step up because... Which they did they in did a game in that we'll get to. Yes. But, uh, so far, up to this point, there was no one Zed step up. Key. Zed Key. Unlock the key. Um, moving on then to a team that I had mentioned preseason, Virginia Tech. Uh, hanging close with Memphis, and Charlie and I, Charlie did also hop onto the Virginia Tech hype bus, and so Memphis wins this game, sixty nine sixty one. But the game was actually a little bit closer than this for most. Mm-hmm. Of the yeah, it was it was a, it was a two possession game, six point it game, was. pretty much for the yeah. entire second half. And I didn't, I was not expecting Virginia Tech to win. I just wanted them to a put up a fight and b keep it close. Here's what I will say as far as Memphis is concerned, because at this point, my opinions on Virginia Tech are pretty well known. They might lose some games at the beginning of the year, but I think they're going to be a slow burn team. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to get better and better as the year goes on, as they build up more experience. But for Memphis, uh, Imani Bates, his shot selection in this game made me want to uncontrollably vomit. Like, seriously, some of the shots that he was taking, it's like, he takes if you were a fourth grade basketball player, you wouldn't be allowed to take those shots. Like, it was actually ridiculous. Yeah. Like. He forces he forces a few times. And I shots. think that he will improve on that as he gets older, but that was uh was yikes. This yeah. is this is like a classic Memphis team in recent years. I think they really struggle on offense, but they're a pretty good defensive team. I liked Memphis's game plan. They doubled Storm Murphy a lot. Mm-hmm. They held him to five points and two assists. Yeah. So well, and, and if defense. like if you know anything about the build and makeup of Storm Murphy as an athlete, you know that he's not going to drop that many points on an athletic, on an uber athletic Memphis team. Nope. Like that is. Well, known. they did send a lot of double teams his way. I think they're. Try- exactly. I think they're trying to shut down like what he Just does for playmaking, for playmaking yeah, and pass, pass, yes. as a passer. I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying work. to change Virginia Tech's game plan. Yes. Which is a smart move. By Penny Hardaway. Credit mm-hmm. for actually making a good coaching decision. He's actually a terrible coach. Correct. He's a terrible coach, but yeah, and I mean, this is maybe a one-time not give credit. Too much credit. Absolutely <laughs> not. But that, as long as, unless I'm missing something, I think that wraps up the games Wednesday, moving into Thursday, November 25th, starting off with a bang. Michigan State defeats UConn in the Battle for Atlantis um, tournament, 64-60. to 60. Um, Now, RJ Cole in this game... He, I don't think he, he had to put up more shots for them to win this game. He's kind of the key piece of their team. He's normally putting up 15 to 18 shots. He only puts up nine shots in this game. 
Um, Tyrese Martin puts up 16, 7 to 16 from the field. He had a good game, 16 and 12. I mean, the real tell here is that UConn shot 12.5% from three. There it is, 2 of 16. I was just going to get to that. Yeah. And I'm they're a three point team, so. Running on tired legs, you know, you play a double overtime game. Yeah, I'm not, It'll happen. I'm not going to discredit also, that. Also, I. Buns for that. I, I agree. Another one of Luke's takes. He likes this Michigan State team a lot. I do as well. I mean, going into the, after the, this win, they're 5 and 1 with their only loss coming mm-hmm. on opening night to Kansas. I think this Sparty team's actually really good. Do they, do they have a guy that can get you a bucket, though? That's what I don't know. It's going have. to be Max I kind Christie. Of agree it's going to be Max Christie. He has not been very good so far. But he was one for nine in that game. Yeah, he's a freshman. He'll, he'll get better. Oh, he'll turn out. I mean, I know that they have kind of like an identity. Joey Hauser's buns. He's <clears> terrible. Um, Does it make you feel good that Joey Hauser's not good after leaving Marquette? Yeah, I I never really liked Joey Hauser. It was always Sam. I like Sam. Joey, I think it was just a package deal that Marquette got. Joey, because Sam was already there, kind of thing. No, no it's no, not no, necessarily no. No, Joey was a higher recruit. No, that's sad. Joey was, was a higher recruit. Wow. Yes. Okay, I did not Joey know that. Joey was a big recruit. I did not know that, but Joey Hauser has been severely underperforming. He's kind of pulling the Nigel Hayes. He just doesn't, if you may. Yeah, he doesn't really worse. play that much either on Michigan State. No. Yeah. I don't which know is, why Which is crazy crazy because he comes off the bench. He comes off the bench on a Michigan State team that really doesn't have that much offensive firepower. Exactly. So, like, it's kind, kind of, of a mystery. You're Gabe Brown's of, having a really good year to start for Michigan State. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Um, Auburn takes care of Loyola Chicago in the post Porter uh, Porter Moser era. 62-53. Um, I don't know. Is this Loyola team? I haven't really been keeping an eye on them. I know they have a lot of their their guys back. Um, Braden Norris. Uh, Lucas Williamson, I know that. Marcus Kennedy. Marcus Kennedy as well. And that Ulock guy or yeah. something, their they're big guy. Other than Cam Carlos, so I don't really know. Well, let's this, see. They're 4-2. This, this this team made made With losses play. to Michigan State and Auburn. You can't yeah, discredit it's just, that. Yeah. Loyola really struggled to score in this one. Um, they kind of they, they'll get in those games though. Yeah. That, that'll happen. They're they're not. Uh, they don't have a guy that can get them a bucket like Cam Crutwig or um, who's the guy from like five years ago? Oh, Clayton, I don't Clayton know. Custer. Clayton Custer. Yeah, Clayton yeah, Custer. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, but they don't really have any of those guys this year, so um, I don't really know. We'll see. We'll see how it kind of fares out for them. But big upset game here. Iona and Rick Patino, who we had, we mistakenly we, we like to some apologies. Serious apologies. I think made in March. Accused may, Rick Patino of we not may being have Iona. misread an article that said Richard Patino, Patino was the new Minnesota head coach, coach at New Mexico. We just assumed it was Rick Patino. I don't know how all three of us thought the same exact thing. No one's been reading the same article. No one questioned it. But <laughs> turns out, Rick Patino is still at Iona. We apologize for. Uh, Misstating that one last episode, but yeah, get into Iona. Yeah, seventy-two sixty-eight win over Alabama. This That's was a what a rematch win. of the uh, yeah fifteen-two matchup game. last yeah. last yeah. tournament. So credit Iona, they out hustled Alabama in this game. They won despite shooting nineteen percent from thirty. Oh, oh, oh my gosh! gosh. And th- what this game really shows is, you can like them, you can hate them, but you cannot question that Rick Pitino is an elite college basketball coach. Yes, yeah, elite. He's, he's you can hate good. what he does, but his his coaching skills—the <laughs> receipts don't lie. Like, the receipts do not lie. But Rick Pitino is a—he's building a culture at Iona. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Syracuse takes care of Ohio or Arizona State in the battle for Atlantis game. Um, Baylor also number six in the nation. Baylor. Kind of, I actually am going to say Baylor is flying kind of under the radar at number six. I agree. 
Well, well, they're third bottom in the new in the new AP poll, they're number four. four. So that's I, I don't, how under the how under the radar can they really Baylor's be? Hope, but yeah. but like teams that are like. 15, 17 in the nation are getting talked about way more just by big media. I'll just say. I, okay, I guess more, by the media, I kind of know what you're saying. I haven't really heard them being exactly. talked about too much. Yeah, uh, but um, they get a good win against VCU. Luke's a VCU supporter. Um, yep. 69-61. Baylor's so. just a well-rounded team. They don't have one guy that's like their star player. So you never really know who's going to beat you on any given night. Every day, John's still coming off the bench. Absolutely love to see Solid. it. 13 yeah. and 8. And Matt Mayer kind of, and uh, Adam Flagler are kind of the, the pieces, I guess, for yeah. that team, I'd say. Um, but uh, we can get into another game later on Thursday night. USC, number 24 in the nation at the time, defeating St. Joe's 70-55. to 55. This is another team flying under the radar, and we said Penny Hardaway was a terrible coach. Boogie Ellis transfers into USC, and what do you know? He's averaging 15-4-4, shooting 54% from the floor. USC is solid. Um, They brought back Drew Peterson and Isaiah Mobley. And I feel like it's a really well us as a podcast, we really... Under, we didn't like we completely underrated USC last year. Yes, the like, whole Pac-12, the entire Pac-12. Yeah. Yes, but like we've already apologized for that one. But basically, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I don't want to make that same mistake again with USC. Yep, Ethan Anderson's back as well. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah, they're a real team this year. USC. Um, Isaiah Mobley is a sneaky big man. Obviously, he's nothing like his brother, but uh, he's he can be a double double. Oh, he's still a very quality piece. For oh, like hundred percent, I agree. Um, and that pretty much wraps up the games. Wait, wait, wait. Speaking of St. Joe's, when does when does St. Joe's play Villanova for that rivalry game? Alex? Rivalry game. Uh, I believe it's Saturday, eleven a.m. <laughs> first game on. Make sure you tune in. It's a big rivalry. game. I will be watching every second of that game. Absolutely. <laughs> St. Joe's is gonna get up for this game. It's a big rivalry game. <laughs> like I don't know what else you guys want me to say. Nice. Uh, but that finishes up Thursday's games. Now moving into Friday. Start off with Baylor absolutely trouncing Michigan State 75-58. Um, kind of just proving that that they're for real and not to be messed with. Yeah. Michigan State kind of had it. They had a nice win over UConn. It's not, well, it's not like Baylor even like shot that well yeah, this game. Yeah, 50%, I mean, 27% from three. Um, they do. Baylor's, again, a three-point shooting team just like last year. Yeah. So if they're not shooting the ball at 35, 40, 38% clip as a team, um, they're going to be, they could lose some, some big games, some, uh, some, yeah, but they're also a great defensive team. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they shot 26% from three and they still beat Michigan state by almost 20 points. Yeah. They held them to 58 points. Mm -hmm. And then honestly, the most exciting game of this day, I'd say is the Dayton, Kansas game. That game was absolutely, what a crazy ending to that game. (laughs) Dayton upsets Kansas 74, 73. Um, on an absolute thrilling buzzer beater. If you guys remember the Kawhi Leonard corner shot bouncing off the rim like three times and falling against the 76ers like two years ago, three years ago, this is kind of kind of reminded me of this. The ball hung on that rim for so long before yeah, falling in. That's what I was going to mention earlier. Obviously, Tyree Appleby, he was 2 of 10. He hit his one big shot for the buzzer beater. Uh, this guy, what is, what is his name? Mustafa Mzil. Yeah. He takes one shot, and it's the game winner. Yep. And, I mean, Dayton is an incredibly young team. I think mm-hmm. they might be the youngest team in the country, but what an impressive win. Incredible. Kansas impressive. team who I thought was um, I think, very good. I think this is in Luke's notes, but I'm just going to uh, repeat it here. This is going to be the biggest game Dayton plays in all year. Like, I don't envision nope. Dayton being nope. uh, a March Madness I team. Totally I don't that. really even picture them being a you know nope. elite A-10 team. No. Nope. I think that there's going to be a lot of ups and a lot of downs for Dayton because, as Alex said, they're a pretty young team. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know what, Dayton? They got up for this Enjoy one. this win. Exactly. Like, live it up. 
You beat number four Kansas against a great Kansas team. This is yeah. this is a really deep, well-rounded Kansas team, and and that's a huge, huge win for them. And it wasn't like Dayton uh, drove to the hoop. Dave McCormack swatted a guy. The guy, this uh, as Amzil guy, or whatever his name is, got the rebound and just kind of threw up a prayer. It looked like, <laughs> and it went down. So that that's a huge win uh, for Dayton. Maybe a little bit of a confidence boost just for them to get their signature win this season. Yeah. And then UConn takes care of ECU in overtime, 70-63. This was kind of an ugly game yeah, uh, for UConn. Very sloppy game. Very sloppy game. A lot of turnovers down the stretch. There were, In the final two minutes, I was watching the end of this game, there were five straight possessions with turnovers <laughs> under two minutes. It was just so disgusting. It was by both teams, too. It wasn't just one way. So, um, But a, a gutsy win, gritty win, you can say, for, for UConn. So good of them to finish it out. Um, shooting again under 30% from three and only shot 33% from the field in this game. But we're in Just wait until you kind of gets hot. Like, oh my just gosh. wait. Yep. It, it could be, it could be wraps for them. Um, and then let me see if I don't, I don't know. Oh, there are games later on that night. I oh, forgot right. about the, uh, so Auburn takes care of Syracuse 89, uh, 68. Um, kind of just proving that they're kind of an offensive firepower team, actually. I mean, they, they got a lot of firepower to their team. Bruce Pearl. Oh yeah. Xavier takes care of Virginia Tech, 59-58, in a this sad, a good game. sad loss for Mike White. This was a great game for Xavier. They were missing three key players due to, like, an illness in their hotel that they got. Mm-hmm. Um, so an impressive win from Xavier. Yeah, Nate Johnson this dude, stepping Nate Johnson. up. 7-11 from three, 30 points. That's, a, that's an impressive game. <laughs> Jack Nungie also had 14 boards. We, we hated on Jack Nungie a lot when he was at Iowa, but this guy is actually he good. He was, but here's my problem with Jack Nungie. Like, I feel like he gets so hyped up as like, oh, like, look at this Iowa transfer, Jack Nungie. When it's like Nate Johnson went 7 for 11 from 3. It's like he deserves the hype in this game. He's yeah. the reason Xavier won that He's game. He's a Gardner-Webb transfer. Might is he actually? Yep. Wow. Supporting the web. Um, and then moving on to LSU, who is still unbeaten, I believe, um, defeating Penn State 68-63. This LSU team, I don't really know how to think of them because they're undefeated. I think they're kind of flying under the radar. I think they bit. are kind of flying under the radar. They lost a lot of guys last year. I mean, Trenton Watford and Cam Thomas, those were kind mm-hmm. of their centerpieces, so I would consider that to be a huge loss to their team. Um, but they're still undefeated team. It's it's not an easy I mean, feat to yeah, stay we're undefeated. We're going to have to see, but you're right. Month in, so kind of see how that one goes. Um, Iowa State, kind of the just an absolute dog mentality, beating Memphis 78-59, just an absolute trouncing of them. Here we are. I'm telling you, Iowa State teams tripling, good. And they tripled their wins here. Gabe, wow, they've already tripled their wins from last year. And a little 6-0 start. I think Gabe Kalsher had 20 points at halftime. It was just... Just finished crazy. with thirty. Oh finished my god, 30. he had thirty points. He was he couldn't. Game was a bucket, and he, he had eight points. I, I was oh on god. Twitter and seeing all these Minnesota fans being like, "Really? Like he <laughs> really leaves and he's dropping thirty points against Memphis, a top ten team in the country." Give yeah. me a, like they have everybody's losing their mind over that. Um, and then Duke uh, dethrones Gonzaga at the end of the night, eighty four eighty one. This is the game of the day, other than the surprising Dayton buzzer beater. Um, this was a great game. This was what Fantastic we were expecting. Game. When we were thinking about the UCLA Gonzaga game, this is what I think we were thinking it was going to be like. It didn't live up to the hype, but this game most definitely did. And it was all the stars. They all showed up as well. Paulo Boncaro um, had a great day with 21 points, 5 rebounds. Mark Williams is a huge piece for this Duke team. I don't know. He is. 
I don't know why he didn't get more involved more last year. I mean, he he's he was a great high recruit freshman, and uh, this year he's really showing uh, why he should have he should be getting tons of playing time. And he's an athletic freak too, and yeah, a great this, rim protector. This was a good matchup for Duke. They have the uh, the bigs that can play physical with Chad and Drew Timmy. Yep, and, and then Paolo took over when it mattered. Mm-hmm. Yes, able to hit the clutch shots. Um, and but this uh, this reaffirms what we have been saying that this Gonzaga team very very good lots of talent yep not as good as last year's Gonzaga team I know I, I was mad when people were trying to compare this and saying that yeah. Chet getting Chet was put them over the top of last year's team they lost th- they lost Jalen Suggs they lost Kispert they lost Joel Yai I, I mean yep. it's like don't get me wrong like this Gonzaga this team's team very, is very very good very good but you can I don't think you can even put them on the same tier um, as last year's team at all I agree. so. And then I think that wraps it up pretty much for Friday's games. We'll move into Saturday's games now. Start off with a bad loss for the Bonnies, losing to Northern Iowa, 90-80. And this was this is not an overtime game. The Bonnies gave up 90 points in regulation. This is unacceptable stuff from the Bonnies, if you ask me. I and I'm going to tell too. you why. If your whole entire identity is that you defense. stink on offense, but you have good defense, and that's why you're a good team, then you never... then. Like, you better never have a defensive lapse like this. Giving up 90 points to UNI, are you kidding me? I'm just going to say it now. I'm out on the Bonnies. I mean, UNI is not a good team no. either this year. They've no. got losses to Nichols, Ooh. Vermont. But A.J. Green had a half a day. Half a day. Tip of the cap. Have a day, A.J. Green. 9 of 15 from 3 that, with That's where I'll cut the Bonnies a little bit of slack. Sometimes when a guy shoots that well, there's nothing you can really do. But I don't. But at the end of the day, I don't care if if your whole entire persona is having just you know a lockdown defense. You better be you locked can't. down every night because you know your offense can't make up for it. And here's another note on the Bonnies, and here's why they're not going far in March Madness. They play five guys, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's they had a combined two players come off their bench for eight minutes. <laughs> I mean, Kyle Lofton. I think he's literally sat for like. 10 minutes the entire year through yeah. six games. That's I not going to do it. It's like experience whatsoever. and like having like veteran leadership is nice, but not when you don't have any depth. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, need, you need depth to be able to win games in March. Otherwise, your guys are just going to be absolutely exhausted. Or games in November. <laughs> or games in November. That's true. Um, and a sad loss here for Rutgers. They lose to UMass 85-83. to 83. Kind of just... Hammering down on this this Rutgers negativity. Be taking any further questions at this time, but here's what I will say: Rutgers has been getting incredibly unlucky this year. All three? No, no, no. Hear me out. UMass. I don't. It shouldn't even be a game. I agree, and I'm not gonna sit here and say that Rutgers is a really good team. Now, I'm I'm literally only providing context to their losses. Every single one of their losses has been a one possession game where the team either hit a buzzer beater or like um. A go-ahead shot. It is not that unrealistic to say that Rutgers could be undefeated right now. It's really not. And this they is not me. Awful teams. I know, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not saying be. that them being Maybe undefeated right bit. now would be like a super impressive feat. I'm not. Once again, I don't think that this, this Rutgers team is not living up to my expectations. I'll say it again. However, it needs to be noted that they did lose to UMass on a buzzer beater. I think they've lost on two buzzer beaters and one go-ahead shot with like 10 seconds left. It's... There's been some unlucky games for Rutgers. Do I think they can rebound? Yes. Has it been a bad start? I disagree. Yes. I don't think they can. Mm, I don't think they can. Really? Because Geo Baker didn't even play that game. So. Well, Ryan Harper Jr. was asked to step up, and he could not. So Ryan Harper Jr. stepped up in their most recent game. 
Which know. we will undoubtedly get to. Right. Maybe. We may get oh, to we it. Will. <laughs> we might get to it. Like, we can move on now to Indiana taking care of Marshall. Shout out Marshall University. Um, we have a friend that goes there, so might as well just shout out the, the team. Yeah, he's um, pretty high on Marshall this year. But I also have, the reason I mentioned this game also is because Trace Jackson Davis had 43 points. Yeah. I think that might be that might be a, a high I've seen in a, a Division One game in a he's, long time. TJD's a monster. He, he is tough to guard when you don't have a guy that's bigger than 220 because he could just absolutely muscle people around. Um, BYU takes care of Utah, 75-64. BYU have, are they, did they climb it all in the rankings? Are they like 15, they, 14 in the country or something 12, like that? They are 12, but we'll get to. They did suffer they, a bad loss. They did suffer a bad loss. Maybe the worst loss I've ever seen. Mm, the worst loss you've ever seen? Or maybe Iowa State losing to a D2 school. That was bad. That was bad last year. That, I think that, that takes the cake. Um, what was that one, uh, Florida A&M? What was that one game? Texas A&M uh, no, it, was like, it was like Florida A&M. They were like 1-13. They beat Iowa State. That was pretty bad, too. Iowa State, Iowa State had a lot of bad losses last year. But they turned around, so we can no longer talk about them in that kind No of more slander. No more slander. But that wraps up the games from Saturday. Um, we'll move into Sunday now. Kansas takes care of Iona. Only by 13 points, so Iona kind of hangs around. Patino's teams are going to hang in there with good teams. They know how to battle. They know how to fight. That's fair. That's a good point to make. Um, also... Arkansas wins against Penn, 76-70. And um, let's see who else. Uh, Alabama takes care of Miami, 96-64. And I'd say that pretty much wraps up the games from Sunday. Yeah, We're kind still of, in kind, kind of, of a boring, week Sunday. Week Sunday. We're kind of still in the beginning where there's no um, conference play. So there's a lot, of, a lot of tournaments with teams that, you know, just kind of expect to just get blown out. So um, we're still mm-hmm. in that stage of, of the game, I guess. And we'll move into Monday. Um, kind of a thrilling game in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Iowa and Virginia. Iowa was dominating this game. I think they were up by like 20-plus at, at one point. But Virginia closes the gap. And I would say almost blows it at the end. And um, I'm sure Luke's notes will uh, will tell you that the refs were absolutely selling in that game or something I, like that. The, I don't know. The, I, because they, Iowa had a huge lead. They had a huge lead. The refs like, were pretty bad. They were pretty I'll, bad. I'll I, was, I, was, I was tuned mm-hmm. into this game, and uh, they were pretty bad. But... Um, Joe T with the go-ahead bucket. Yeah, with a nice go-ahead bucket. I think and then J-Bo was splashing. He hit a deep three with like a minute something left um, to, I think, put them up or put them up by two or three or something like that. But he, he had a nice game as well. But Keegan Murray is the story of, the, of this Iowa team. He is. Leading He's scorer so in good. college basketball right now. Is he actually? I, believe, I think. Um, He's averaging 24. It's Agbaji or Keegan Murray. I, yeah, but Keegan Murray, that's insane. And I, he's only a sophomore still. I think he's always going to draft next year, 100%. 100%. I think he's right now projected a top 15 pick or something like that. So, I mean, where was this last year? They could have they could have definitely used this last year. I don't think – I don't I mean, think – He showed signs of it last year. I don't think Fran McCaffrey <laughs> used him enough last year. They were, we're also just a seeing much now. better I don't know. I, yeah, part of me wants to agree, but they were also a two seed <clears throat> in the bracket. And With the best player in college basketball as a big man. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh but I just think it's time for Virginia to pack it up. Like, uh, not your year. Pack it up. Pack it up. I, I would be so happy with that. NIT bound Virginia. Maybe not even. Maybe they even miss out on the NIT. They just have no talent this year. I know. And that's what happens when you have a mediocre system like Tony Bennett has. And it just, you don't have the NBA talent to put exactly. into it. We've been and, saying it for a few years now. And, it must be and, it's, and it's finally coming to fruition here where they don't have actual true NBA talent. So I'm loving to see this. Um, Illinois takes care of Notre Dame, 82-72. Kofi Coburn is an animal. He is so good. 
He's, he's absolutely back. dominant. He's back. Yeah, he's and and I feel bad for him because the guys around him have not stepped up. And it's I mean the Illinois five and two. Give him that. They're still they're not. Curbello's had a really bad start. Curbello, everybody expected yeah, him to kind of take over the Iowa role. Um and he really he really hasn't. So it's it's been a kind of a tough start for Illinois. Who's not that plum- too, Alfonso I'm not Plummer too guy? worried about Illinois, to be honest. They had a couple bad losses, they dropped out of the rankings. But I think they're a team that can only get better going forward. I tend to agree, but I still didn't picture them starting off this bad even without Kofi. I'll just say that. I can get behind that. And then also, this is just I just want to mention this because Gonzaga off their um, loss to Duke comes in at number three in the rankings, and they only beat Tarleton, who I have no idea where. They're one and six. They're one oh, and six. Tarleton's had some tough matchups this year. They've played uh, Kansas, Wichita State, Stanford, Michigan, Gonzaga. Oh my gosh, Tarleton has yeah, been through it, the absolute mud. Who is their one win? Arkansas uh, Pine Bluff? No, they beat Paul Quinn. Ooh. Who's that? has got to be some D2 or D3 school, but they beat Paul Quinn. It sounds like just your average Joe, but, yep. but they it hung sounds like your local accountant. They, they, hung with, they hung with Gonzaga, only losing by nine points. I Shout out Taj Small. He had uh, 25 in this one for Tarleton. You know what? He's never going to forget about that. As long as Taj Small lives, he will remember his 25 points versus Gonzaga. He'll show his kids the game tape one day. Dude, I would do. Like, this is not even me making fun. Like, I would do the exact same. That's a memorable game. I would 100% do that. Uh, That pretty much wraps up the games for Monday, moving in now to Tuesday, November 30th. We'll start with a bang with Syracuse and Indiana. This game went to double overtime. Um, Cuse gets the win, 112-110. Trace Jackson Davis had 31 points again and 16 rebounds against the Cuse zone. Yeah, an absolutely uh, murderous performance here by, murderous performance. by Jim Beheim and the Syracuse Orange, you know. In the first half especially. Yeah. They were incredibly killer from three. Lethal. Lethal. Deadly. Deadly. Deadly from three. But in the second half they kinda of cooled off. Only ended up shooting thirty eight percent from three. Um, but they got the job done. Buddy Beheim was in was in above twenty points. Joe Girard and as well as uh is it Jim Jimmy Beheim? It's Jimmy Beheim. It's Jimmy yep. Beheim. I saw this I saw a tweet that was Hilarious! It was like, man, you know your team's down bad when forty percent of your team is only in existence because one guy had sex with a girl or something like that. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the Syracuse. I don't this either, year because they're always one of the teams that sneaks their way into the tournament and, then, and yeah, exactly. the run. But I think Syracuse is really lacking a good big man. This I year. don't know how I feel about Syracuse, but I know what's going to inevitably happen. They're mm-hmm. going to be a bubble team. They're going to get a seed anywhere between 9 and 11. Yep. And they're probably going to win a game in March. Honestly, if I'm happens. just being honest, they probably will. That, it always happens. And, I mean, it's always, it's always a safe pick, honestly. It's kind of that 10-7 matchup, 8-9 matchup with Syracuse. It's a, always, it's a pretty safe pick. I'd you say. always convince yourself to not pick it, but it just... And you can never convince yourself to buy into the team, too. Yeah. Like You're like, this team, really, are they that good? But Purdue takes care of Florida State, 93-65. This Purdue team is, I would honestly say, the best team in the country. I think I think this, they deserve to be number one. <laughs> I, I tend to agree. I oh, think they, the they, will they, they, yeah, they will be. They will be. They will for sure be the best team in the country, number one. Um, but it's soon. like, I don't know if you're, like, if you're tasked with... Developing a defensive game plan for Purdue. What do you do? Like, what do you really do? I don't. I don't. I think you have to say limit Jaden or limit uh, Travion and Zach Eady and say make Ivy beat us in three. But he has been beating teams from three. Yeah, which is kind of scary. So it's, I don't. I don't even. I, but you, you don't. That's what you probably do. But even still, it's you know. I mean, this game wasn't even really a contest. I mean, and for, Florida for, State. They're for always State. a good team. And they're always big. a good defensive and team. Big yes. too. So like, you think they, they still stood no chance? Yeah, I mean. 
I don't. I then Florida State was ranked. I think preseason they were maybe twenty. Eighteen twenty. Eighteen twenty. And you just get ran out of the gym like, like that. thirty points, twenty eight points, whatever it was. I mean, that's just that is just atrocious. Um, but this Purdue team, everybody knows for real. Um, they're probably gonna be a one seed come March. So oh yeah, oh yeah. And then moving on to some good news for Rutgers. Wow, we are no more no more losses to teams that are in the Patriot League. Rutgers takes care of Clemson 74-64. This is what I'm talking about. Alex. Good win, Clemson. Clap Alex, were you did you or did you not a week ago say that Clemson was an incredibly underrated team? I did I do think Clemson is underrated, and I'm gonna tell you why they lost this game. Their best player, <laughs> PJ Hall, got into foul trouble early because the refs were selling. Oh my gosh, that's a bunch of malarkey. I won't even hear that to be honest. And I got That's the reason why they lost. Rutgers did all of this. <laughs> Rutgers did all of this without Geo Baker. Oh, all of it without Geo Baker. Caleb, Caleb you McDonald. act like Geo Baker averages like 20 a game. Ron Harper had He his... averages a Baker's dozen. No, he doesn't. He averages 11. That's he averages almost a Baker's 11 dozen. points. That's almost like, a Baker's oh, dozen. Oh, he's basically averaging a Baker's dozen. Basically, no, yeah, you're right. 11. It's a mean Baker's dozen. A guy who takes one away instead of adds one to the dozen. Um, but I really liked what I saw out of Caleb McConnell. I have been slandering his offensive talent this entire year because it's Obviously, everybody knows he's good on defense. Everybody knows that. I didn't know that. But in this game, you didn't? Did you watch the March Madness last year? But in this game, I mean, 5-7 from the field. Okay, pretty good. 16 points. I like it. Only two turnovers. He's had a lot of turnovers this year. I'm seeing improvements from Caleb McConnell. Ron Harper Give this Jr. team a little bit of time. Ron Harper Jr. had his first good game in, I think, over 365 days. Ron was looking nice out there. 23 points. He still got a little extra meat on his bones. And four or six from the field. I mean... The only reason he scored 23 was because P.J. Hall was riding the pines the whole game. Because <laughs> the stripes had him on the, the bench. the stripes had him on the bench. Oh, it's, it's all the stripes. It's all the stripes. The I'm stripes, sure. they wanted Rutgers to get a win. They knew they needed a win. And they, I, I'm just going to let you sound stupid. That's fine. <laughs> That's respect. Rutgers, it's a, it's a fine win for Rutgers. It's a good win for Rutgers. You without, don't even have to say the player. You can say a good win for Rutgers. It's a, it's a good win. We'll say it. We'll say it's a good win. Ohio State then pulls off the upset of, honestly, the year so far, I'd say, um, defeating Duke 71-66 at home. Duke lasts no more than one day at the number one spot before losing. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I actually saw a crazy stat that Ohio State is the only team that when they're unranked and they're playing the number one team in the nation, higher win percentage, they have a winning record. record. I think they're nine and eight, which is really impressive stuff. Wow. Actually, that's crazy. They there was also a very interesting stat that when Ohio State football loses to Michigan, which has been twice in the last decade, they have then gone on to beat Duke on the next Tuesday. Another interesting. Stat. Wow, that that's is... the idea of a fun stat. We just came up. We nope, just I, have, I have another, another fun, fun stat. Wow, actually, number three. Paolo Banchero, he loses seven pounds a game in sweat. I did know I that. I saw that. Damn, yep. I could have said that. And that's why dude cramps up so much. Mm-hmm. And he and they were. I did, why does it happen to him in particular? I don't know. He must have a weird excessive condition. sweating. The, uh, I think you might have that. Wesley. No, not that bad. <laughs> if you were out there playing in this game, I don't know, battling up against Big Zed Key, you might lose seven pounds out there. It could, uh, it could happen. He drinks some weird <laughs> orange fluid, though, that, like, yeah, it's like, like, it, like so it stops sweating and he, like, gets hydrated quicker. It's, it's actually really bizarre. And there's, like, some science behind it. I was, like, I was so confused. I had never seen anything like that before. And but getting back to Ohio State, Zed Key, absolutely pivotal, pivotal game for him. 20 points, um, all inside. He's, he's he was just pounding. He's alone. He's alone. Yeah. I, I thought Mark Williams would be able to handle him, honestly. So that's why I, I would have never... 
expected this to happen, but he totally dominated Mark Williams. And Theo John fouled out with about eight minutes left. Yeah, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter if Theo John's in the Big East, the ACC, he can go to the Big Ten. It doesn't matter. Foul machine. The refs will just oh, he's not constantly a foul machine, call fouls. He's just on. way bigger than he's everyone. He's bigger else. than everyone and he just has an intimidating Theo feels. John is bigger than Zed Key, yes. He has yeah, an he intimidating is. just demeanor about him that refs just like to call fouls. I don't it's know. Kind of why. Like a security guard. Do. Yeah, literally I'd hire him as a personal security guard if I was a millionaire. But yeah, Duke up 13 at half, and then I'm pretty sure Ohio State finished the game on a 12-0 run. Yeah. And to secure the comeback. Cedric Russell off the bench for Ohio State had uh, three of four, three of three from three, and they were all clutch threes coming coming down the stretch in the second half. So Cedric props Cedric. to him. Cedric Benson, props to him. <laughs> Cedric um, Lawson. Getting, getting the job done there. But I think that pretty much wraps up the games from Tuesday. Um, and we can move into Wednesday, where Villanova gets a win against Penn, 71-56. I haven't seen Villanova play in at least a week or something like that. But good to see them back in action. I love, I love watching Villanova basketball. Um, and then Georgia. Another upset went over Memphis. Memphis is kind of down in the dumps. I don't think this Georgia team is good, <laughs> no. if I'm not mistaken. No, Georgia's not they good. Are, they lost, they don't concerned. have Anthony Edwards. Yep, I know they, that for a fact. Clearly. And they don't have Shavari Wheeler, who is now in Kentucky. So 82 79 wins Georgia uh, over Memphis. That seems like a pretty, uh, a pretty this sad This is just loss. yet another opportunity for Alex to slander Penny Hardaway. So. Horrible George. I mean, the only reason he gets these recruits is because he. He pulls out the checkbook. Pull it out the checkbook. Pulls exactly. The only reason that why. That chubby-ass wallet. <laughs> the bank account is being exposed. But um, big win for Georgia. I mean, Memphis. I think that Memphis is unranked, though, after this game. They better be. If next week and next yeah, week they, Monday. They right? should yeah. be frauds. They are confirmed frauds. Um, Michigan State picks up a win against Louisville, 73-64. I honestly don't know much about this Louisville team, if I'm being honest. I know they beat Maryland probably about a week ago. <laughs> Maryland reeks. But Maryland's not great. I don't really know. So, yeah, I don't know much about Louisville either, to be honest with you. <laughs> Moving on, I guess. Then to <laughs> NC State and Nebraska, which was a 4 OT game. I don't think I've ever seen one of those before. 4 OT game. And they Electricity only, from Nebraska ball. And they only managed to cross 100. Barely. Both teams barely crossing 100. 104 to 100 win for NC State. Um, not much to talk about there. Just had to mention it because of 4 OT game. It's, yeah. kind of, it's kind of rare. Virginia Tech picks up, actually, I'd say a good win against the Maryland uh, Terrapins team. We did just say Maryland's bad. But. I would think that <laughs> it's an okay. They have, but they have good players. Eric Ayala. Kudos and I Hobbs. think, was this uh, at Maryland? Or? It was. It was an away game. Okay, it was an away win. Big Ten ACC Challenge game. What did um, Wahab have in this one? 18 and 7. Oh, oh yeah. you guys, you guys got to hear Fast Russell's stat line. Let's 2 and 10 from the field. He is a chucker. Classic. I saw something that said Fats Russell is the Russell Westbrook of college basketball, and I kind of like the comparison in the sense that they're both efficient shooters. Obviously, Fats Russell, far worse than Russell Westbrook. I'm not saying <laughs> that they're not comparing. talents. I'm not even saying that they're similar players. But just, just kind of, it was kind of a funny comp. Just that they're inefficient, I yes. guess, in their, in their own sense. Um, Oklahoma picks up a big win against number 14th-ranked Florida. 74, we were 67. all really starting to Especially like. Luke. Luke was all over Florida. I like Florida, too. The key is Tyree Appleby. I said it last week. He's I mean, this game, better. he was 2 of 12 from the floor, and it two really ten from three. Got to play better. They need yeah. guard play. Colin Castleton is going to get his buckets every game. He's going to average 15. Um, but they need guards to step up, and, and they definitely, definitely didn't do it that game. Iowa State beats Arkansas Pine Bluff, whereas last year, I think that might have been a good game to watch. <laughs> This year, not so much. Alex, don't you have a funny? Yeah, I'm uh, glad you brought up this game. But um, if you look at the uh, 
The highlights from this game, the only real highlight was Arkansas Pine Bluffs head coach making his players run sprints up and down the court during the TV timeout. Um, That's like some Bobby Knight type stuff yeah, right out of the totally, 1980s. Totally. Yeah. Pine Bluff, they're down bad right now. Uh, yeah. They are 1-8. and eight. Maybe they don't have the worst ranked offense in CBB this year. But they're I know close. they did last but year. But they're probably close. <laughs> they have to be close. Um, here's a terrible upset. A terrible loss, I should say, for BYU. Utah Valley beating BYU 72-65 to in OT. What conference is Utah Valley in? Can somebody inform me that? Because I do not know. They are in the WAC. They are in the WAC. Hashtag, Waxion. hashtag Waxion. Waxion. But wow. They are 7-1. and one. They are 7-1. Utah and one. Valley that. Dude, maybe you're Maybe they're that. for real, but holy cow. Oh, my God. This dude. Fardaz Imak. He had 24, 24 and 22. That's like a Keegan Murray stat line against a top 15 BYU <laughs> This team. dude's averaging 21 and 15 a game. Holy cow. This I mean, dude's I'm not going to fully buy in to Utah Valley. Like, that'd be <laughs> oh, like... Oh, I'm buying in. But, like, they're All only, lost, this guy. They're only losses to the Blue Core Broncos. And it was the first game of the year, no less. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe this they should get, their, get their feet wet. Maybe this team's decent. Maybe New Mexico State will actually have some competition in the whack. I don't know, but just from based off seeing Utah Valley beating BYU, that's an awful loss for I mean, BYU. Yeah, yeah Utah Regardless, Valley. No matter what. Even, 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 even if Utah Valley is nice. It's and they turn out to be a little bit of a Cinderella story. Another note, fourth overtime win of the year for Utah Valley. Ooh. This, they know they, how to get it done. They've got the clutch gene. They know how to get it done. They know how to get it done. Wisconsin handles uh, Georgia Tech, 70 to 66. Wisconsin's now ranked. Yeah. Credit to them. I mean, they did. Alex, you thought this would have maybe been a trap game for the Badgers? It was close throughout. Um, Bradrick Davidson. Ooh, yeah. yes, 27, 5 and 9 from 3. Yes, sir, Brad. Brad was Good splashing. to see him. Good to see him alive and well because also, he had a Michael DeVoe played. He's basically the only player that Georgia Tech has. Um, he had 33 of their 66 points. Yeah. Also, this so, may yeah. be a long shot. But if any uh, Badger basketball players are listening to this podcast, we would love to have an interview with, honestly, anyone on this Badger team. It doesn't matter if it's from Johnny Davis to Carter Gilmore. We don't really care. We would love to interview any member of this Wisconsin team. Name the time. Name name the time. Name the place. Name, you know, what food you want us to bring you. We'd love to schedule an interview with anybody. We'd love to attend a shoot around with you guys. You know, put up some shots. (laughs) See if we can get maybe earn a little walk-on spot onto the team. Yeah. But as far as this team is concerned, I do think they need a little bit more depth. Like, Luke's notes has something to say about it, I know. I don't think I don't know if they're I, gonna get it. I don't know if they're gonna get it. Like, Luke, Luke, likes, Luke likes Wisconsin, but he doesn't know if they'll be able to keep it up in the Big Ten with their lack of And I right. tend I tend to agree with that statement. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I don't think they have any key bench piece that can the score um a bucket at, at will, kind of. Yeah. Maybe that. What's the Bauman guy? Uh, like <sighs> either back a point guard. No, he cannot. Score. I think he's their one player that can actually shoot. And he's kind of a hustle player, but I don't know. There's, there's that's no, sad. Yeah. Well, there's no really guys other other than that. I'd say that. Yeah, that exactly. Offensive exactly. threats. So, um, North Carolina hands Michigan down. I mean, they killed them seventy two fifty one. Another embarrassing loss for Michigan. They just yeah, Michigan falling down the two. Start four and three. Like. Yeah, falling and they're all bad. They're all losses. Not bad losses like the bad teams, but bad as in they are getting blown out of the water. 
Uh, Brandon Johns Jr. is just literally terrible. He's terrible. And Chocolate Peanut Butter Love came to play this year. So <laughs> Yep. UNC's back. They're back. Yep, I yeah. agree. Dawson Garcia is that dude. Yep. He's a stud. Dawson and Baycott. That's and then Brady Manick coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Brady Manick. Brady Manick is a turned, huge bench piece. Has turned in from a just like a classic big man. To pretty much just a bench three point shooter, I feel like. I feel like he only comes in and just. I feel like that's always what Brady Maddox wanted really? to do. Yeah, like, and let me, let me say this. He's that. always wanted to do it. Because I feel like on those Oklahoma teams, like, coaches would tell him, like, you know what, Brady Maddox? Like, you're like you're very good down low. Like, go down low. And he'd go down low and he'd succeed. But just, really? I don't know why, but, like, just like the vibe I get is that he's always kind of just wanted to sit out on the perimeter and shoot threes. I, feel, I get that vibe. It's not a bad take, I'd say. Um, UCLA handles Colorado, 73-61, kind of getting getting back on track after their, uh, I think it's at their first game since their loss to Gonzaga. I think it might be. Um, they only dropped three spots in the AP poll, which I, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have Cody Riley. Does anybody know how long Cody Riley is out? I have no idea. I don't know an actual check I'm not out. sure, but another big note from this game, another injury. I'm a, I'm a hot guess. Yes, yeah. that was a big injury for them as well. Um they cannot really take any more injuries because, I mean, Pac-12 play may be weaker, but USC looks real. Um, and I think that's going to cause some serious issues for them. They USC killed Utah 93-73 that same night. So um, they're going to – UCLA is going to need to be healthy to uh, to escape USC twice, mm-hmm. I think. I think USC will take one of the games against them. So, um, But that wraps, wraps up our games to recap. Uh, we can move into a couple, couple days ahead of games to look forward to. There are literally no games tonight. Literally no games tonight. Yeah, Just a lot of... There's nothing. Watch, watch Thursday Night Football instead. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Watch some Cowboys, uh, Cowboys Saints. Saints Thursday Night Football. Um, moving into Friday then, we get Kansas and St. John's. Big East Big 12 battle kicking off. The Johnnies. Will the Johnnies. Come the on. Johnnies of St. John's. But I don't think... I don't think that Kansas... Give can have two, me no, they can't have the two rows. Jayhawks. Yes, thank you. Johnny's mm-hmm. haven't they haven't really impressed me this year like I thought they would. But you never know. If they, I'm obviously going to be rooting for the Johnnies. No one's a bigger fan of the you Johnnies. never know. You never know. We it's a definition of a Chelsea, but I don't think Kansas. They can't. They're not going to drop two. I, they're two not. Two unranked teams. I think Agbaji's going to lock up Julian Champagny, and it's not. And really it's going to be wraps after yeah. that. And Dave McCormack might actually get his offense. Uh, his offensive revival started maybe in this game against the Johnnies. So we'll see how that goes for him. Um, moving on then, we got Rutgers and Illinois. A little rematch of last year's I upset think, game. I think Rutgers over Joe Illinois. Baker is going to be healthy for this game too. You think he will be? Yes. And I will take Rutgers in this game all day. I will be uh, sticking with Illinois. I do like, I like Rutgers to yeah. cover though at plus seven and a half. That's an easy I like cover. That. I like that cover point. a lot too. I think Kofi's too dominant. He's going to have 30 points and 15 rebounds. 30 and 15, that's a bold stat that is line a bold because stat. Cliff is not that bad. Cliff is actually, I would go as far and say, pretty nice. Really? And if, oh, yeah, Cliff, he Cliff's won that not last bad. game. Cliff's, Cliff's pretty bad. good. He's showing some serious aggression this year. And if Ron Harper Jr. has another good game. <laughs> serious aggression. Caleb Watch McConnell out. has a good offensive Watch game out. again. Watch out. Headband Paul has more assists. Geo Baker back in the lineup. Give me Rutgers. And I think it'll actually be, it'll be a good game. It's like, it's going to be better than the seven and a half line that they have, I would say. Um. Iowa Purdue Purdue eleven and a half point favorites. That just goes to show. I was an as an undefeated seven and zero, and Purdue's eleven and a half point favorites in this one. I mean, I, I I love Purdue to win this game, obviously, but that just goes. to I show. I don't know about the line though. I, yeah, that, I, I like Purdue to win. I think it's going to be closer than people think. I think I think Purdue still covers, but 
It's close. It's close. 11 and a half, though. That's just crazy mm-hmm. from where we are. Two, uh, two unbeaten teams with an 11 and a half line. That's just crazy. I love to see um, Virginia-Pittsburgh. I hope Pittsburgh can win that game against Virginia just to sink Virginia even further into yeah. the depths of the ocean. Um, but that pretty much wraps up the games from Friday. Look forward to it. We can kind of move into Saturday. Kick it off with a bang. We got... Uh, Wisconsin and Marquette. Wait, we're I, not going to mention St. Joe's Nova because that's on Saturday. This is that, I know, but I, all right, fine. We can mention St. <laughs> Joe's Nova first because this is the bigger rivalry. Talk bigger about than right Red Sox, Yankees. Bigger, bigger than, than Packers, <laughs> Bears. Bigger than anything. It's St. Joe's Nova. Watch out, St. Joe's is above five hundred. I mean, this might be a shocker, but I got Nova in this one. <laughs> shocker to nobody with brain cells. Yeah, I also absolutely nobody. This one. Absolutely nobody <laughs> with brain cells. Um, Nebraska at Indiana. Nebraska's a sneaky, weird 5-3 and three team. I don't know. I think they have a huge recruit in a top first-round pick, NBA draft pick. I think Nebraska actually has. Nebraska ball? Yes, I believe really? so. I think they have a huge, a huge recruit. Um, just kind of a team maybe to watch out for if they pick up some steam in Big Ten play. They probably won't, though. But... In-state rivalry, Marquette, Wisconsin. And we ain't talking St. Joe's Nova. And we ain't talking St. Joe's Nova. We were talking Marquette, Wisconsin. Wisconsin ranked 23rd. Correct. And this is at the Cole Center. At the Cole Center. I will be attending. Alex will be be attending. attending. I will be trying to find a ticket to to attend. (laughs) But this is going to be a good game. No matter, like, no matter which team is better, or, like, one year when Wisconsin, 2014, whenever they were... A phenomenal one-seeded team. I think Marquette still played them close. It just kind of everything. It's a throwout. It's a throw out the record sort of game. It hundred percent is. People say that a lot, but this game is what it, it always is. it always is, and it's always a good game. What do we anticipate um, the line will be? There's Probably a line. Wisconsin minus it's two and a half, four, three and a half. No, I was gonna say five, five, six. It's, Wisconsin is gonna be favored clearly. Yeah, I don't know by how much. I don't think by that. I don't. I think actually five or six. I don't. I don't know who I would have in this game. I could see it totally going both ways. I'm gonna obviously I'm gonna pick the Badgers in this game. I think the Badgers win this one, Ooh. but I sure do hope I am wrong. He like will sure be cheering for Marquette. But there's that part of my brain that can totally I see I think Marquette. it's going to be really close, though, because I think Daryl Morsell keeps Johnny to maybe yeah, 10 points. Daryl Morsell knows how to play against Big, N- Big Ten teams. Oh, he does. Oh, he does. And uh, I think he's, his offense is going to get back on track. Where are you going with it, Chuck? I'm going to pick Wisconsin, but I there is 100% a world where Marquette can win. Like, I am very, I, I don't know. It's it's almost a 50-50 toss-up, honestly. Whatever the line is, I'll take Marquette to cover. Luke's got uh, Marquette in this one. Interesting. Luke's got Marquette. Interesting. Going against the Big Ten bias, you know, that's... When Luke goes against a Big Ten team, you know he, he needs business. That's something that is, you know he needs that's business. A that's a good way to put it. Um, Tennessee at Colorado on Saturday as well. Um, but yeah, not not too many big ranked games I'd say on this day. A lot of a lot of still early season. Um, not deep into yeah. conference play yet. Syracuse and Florida State. It's decent, um, decent game. But yeah, there's still a lot of like mid major teams. Buffalo on. versus the Bonnies could Buffalo be okay. Bonnies. Yeah, that could be an okay game. Bama Gonzaga is is the is the one big matchup I'd say of the day. Um, yeah. We'll see how Bama rebounds after losing last week to Iona. So. Yeah. We'll see if Gonzaga can kind of right the ship and continue their dominating trends. Um, but I think that that'll be a pretty decent game too. Creighton is somehow seven and one. I think they're awful. Yeah, they're I seven think Creighton's one. horrible. I think they're awful. I think I think Iowa State. So the game is Iowa State Creighton. I think Iowa State beats Creighton by more than fifteen. 
I think take. I is that the line? Fifteen points. No, it's no, not. It's not. There's no line out, but I, I would like. I yeah, think Iowa State wins this one, but I don't know. I think it'll be a close game. I don't. I have so much reluctancy really like picking Iowa State just based on how terrible they were last year. Luke, like, Luke really likes Creighton in this one. Luke, really? Luke thinks Creighton's gonna. Man, Luke's brain is just. Wrong. I wish I could just do like research on Luke's brain because anytime I like think that there's a team he's gonna pick, he just always picks the opposite team. Like I he, never know what he's. I always pick. I thought he'd be all over him in this game. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Funny guy. But I think yeah, that, that's pretty much it for games to look forward to. Yeah. Um, I mean, the weekend, you know, the Saturday slates college basketball in the beginning of the year, they're always a little bit tame. Yeah. But there's still gonna be games like watch Wisconsin versus Marquette, like. Watch yes. that game. Yes. Watch Gonzaga versus Alabama. Watch yep. that game. So there's, you know, it might not be an absolutely loaded slate, but there'll still be good games to look forward to. Um, and yeah, we recently uh, posted something on our Instagram about our, what was it, our end of year recap? Spotify uh, yeah, wrapped. Yeah, Spotify kind of wrapped. You normally get it. it for your music, but uh, we got it for our podcast as well. Um, we appreciate all you guys tuning in. You kind of, you guys are the driving piece, yeah. driving force, I guess, of this operation. Our listeners, so. our downloads, our subscriptions, everything was up last year. Mm-hmm. We hope that this year is only an improvement. Um, so thank you guys for all your love and support. And until next time, this is Made in March.